Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Alabama Supreme Court rules that frozen embryos are children protected under the law. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. This is an amazing case. It's the Alabama Supreme Court. And the ruling was 7-2 to two, that an embryo created through in vitro fertilization, or IVF, is a minor child and is no different under the law from an unborn child in the womb. Due to the 2018 Sanctity of Unborn Life Amendment in the state's constitution, which declares it is the public policy in Alabama to recognize the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children, the court held that the law protects the rights of unborn children equally under the law, whether they're born or not. It doesn't matter the location. And there's also other state laws, like in other states, that recognize the humanity of the unborn child, whether it's in criminal law, civil tort liability law, guardianship law, wills, trust, and estates law, and other areas of law that recognize the rights of an unborn child. So this particular case involved some couples that had in vitro fertilization and the frozen embryos were in a cryogenic freezer in a facility in Mobile, Alabama. A patient or a client of that facility wandered back into the back area of the facility, opened up the cryogenic freezer, and the embryos took them in his hand and uh, drop them on the floor. Right, because they're so cold, they burn the hand. But, you know, despite whatever one believes about IVF, these are children that have been created. And Chief Justice Tom Parker wrote a stunning decision in this case. For example, he wrote, Our state constitution contains the following declaration of public policy, which is, This state acknowledges, declares, and affirms that it is a public policy of the state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children, including the right to life. And this is so important in our, you know, in our fight for life to show that even though this child has been created by IVF in a Petri dish, it is still a child. So you really have to ask yourself the question that goes to the very heart of this issue and the heart of the sanctity of human life in terms of when does life begin? Right. Because I know there's been various politicians that are responding with knee-jerk responses to this particular decision. Some of it is because of their own just emotional response on really uh, not detailed, uh, not educated in the actual details of what's going on. Some of it might be responding to constituents. And certainly we all are aware of people who are struggling with infertility and the mm -hmm. desire to have children. And you know, we all know people that are in that same category. But what we have to find out in this case is when does life begin? Does it begin at the moment of conception? If it does not begin at the moment of conception, then when does it begin, and what is your criteria for when life begins? At the moment of conception, where the sperm and the egg meet and you have a fertilized embryo, you have at that moment, although small, a complete 
contained DNA of a human being that contains the eye color, hair color, all the different propensities for different kinds of health conditions that will ever happen at that moment. At that moment, there is a unique DNA mm -hmm. that never existed before and doesn't exist after. And you know, if you've seen any of the videos, they have photographed the moment of conception. This bright light occurs, and it's like the hand of God creating this Flash child. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so we have always said, um, and I think most pro-life people say, that life begins at conception. It mm -hmm. begins at that moment of fertilization with the sperm and the egg coming together. Now, does that change whether that happens in the womb? And it's a life there, but outside of the womb, it's not a life? You have to ask yourself the question, is that true? Is it not a life outside the womb, but it is a life inside the womb? If that's your position, then what rationale do you take for that position? And so what the court said is, this is a unique human being protected to the rights to life, and it doesn't matter the location, whether it's in the womb or outside of the womb. So life begins at conception. I think that that is true both biblically and certainly scientifically. It begins at conception, whether that conception where the fertilized egg now is either in the womb or out of the womb. The location of when that happens and the unique DNA is created makes no difference. It's still the same life. And in fact, if you take that in vitro fertilized embryo, and you implant it into a woman's womb, uh, that embryo will grow to a full-blown human being with right. all the parts of all of us. And there are many people walking around today that, that have been the, the product, so to and speak, some of, of those, yeah. many of those are in cryogenic freezers that right. are lasting for long periods of time, and then they are implanted later, and people give birth to children. Right. So this ruling is great on two you know, respects that, number one, it confirms that life is a child even through this process. And number two, it's allowing this case, it's a wrongful uh, death lawsuit, to proceed to the circuit court level. Because these three parents are, I'm sure, grieving because their children have now been killed. So I have a friend who is very pro-life, a Christian uh, friend, who was not able to get pregnant, and they considered IVF, but very pro-life. They did not want to go the typical IVF route. And the typical IVF route is you fertilize a bunch of eggs and you implant a bunch of them, knowing that you will not have many of them survive that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe because of the odds, you'll have one survive and you'll give birth to a live birth. Basically what that does is it creates a lot of individual fertilized eggs, which are unique human beings, at the expense of having one of those survive, many of them die. Right. And so you have to ask yourself the question, is that justifiable? And what my friend did in this particular case, after much research and prayer, is decide to go the IVF route but they fertilized only a few eggs, and then they cryogenically froze those eggs. They got implanted with one at a time, not two at a time, but one at a time. And now she has three or four children. So she didn't have more eggs fertilized than what she wanted to have 
fertilized. She didn't have excess eggs. And she didn't do a bunch of them at one time, knowing that some of those would be sacrificed. She did one at a time. Uh, and she did that because of her concern regarding what happens in these IVF clinics. So there's all this backlash. Mm -hmm. And the IVF clinic said, oh, we're going to have to shut down. No, you're going to have to, if you continue in this process, you're going to have to respect in Alabama and should be other places as well, that what you're dealing with is an individual human uniquely created with that unique DNA conceived. And that has to be right. done with very significant care. And people need to be further educated about IVF. Right. This is not just an experiment. This is a child you're dealing with. And, and also this clinic needs more security. You don't just let somebody wander in there and start messing with people's Well, certainly if that's children. the case, no question about it. <laughs> you know. And you know, at the end of the day, if you can't respect the individual human life of a child that is done by IVF, then there should not be those kinds of things taking place. Right. Because you can't just create human life because you want to have a child and in doing so kill other children in the process so if IVF is going to continue there is a way to be able to do that of course that's another whole discussion and debate but right. if you're going to continue with IVF then continue it in a way that is inconsistent uh, consistency with the fact that what you're dealing with is a human life. Right. Just as the Alabama Supreme Court wrote, the ordinary meaning of child includes children who have not yet been born. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether they're conceived outside the womb or inside the womb. The location yeah. of their conception does not determine their humanity. Right. Exactly. And so life does begin at the moment of conception. And Psalms says, God knew us intimately and he wove us together like a a person going through knitting and weaving together a beautiful garment. He right. knit us all together in our mother's womb, and he did that from the very moment of conception. And this is an amazing case, and it will be talked about. We need to think about it biblically and scientifically and rationally and not let politicians just do knee-jerk reactions to this case. The decision by the Alabama Supreme Court is the correct decision. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.